Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Crushing Depths, a D20 Modern Real Play podcast. I'm Paul, the GM for this campaign, as well as the showrunner for the overall LTM Gaming podcast, which not only contains our four stellar and amazing campaigns, but also contains from time to time little tidbits, such as us playing Gloom, or talking about board games, or any other things we decide to throw in the stream. Right now, we'll pick it up where we left off with our players noticing they are trapped in the amazing and fantastic Bolskin Manor on Loch Ness, searching for evidence of Alistair Crowley, as well as now searching for a way out. This week on the podcast, what? We hope you enjoy I, th- I think we have, we're going to have to avail ourselves of this guy's uh, selection. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll raise a toast to the picture, and I'll raise a toast to the dinosaurs and take <laughs> okay. a swig. All right. I, I'm going to walk back to the doors that slam shut. Yep. I'm not panicked yet. And I'll see about trying to open them. They don't open. And I want to see what they're made of. They're, they seem to be made of wood. I'm going to say, everybody back up. I'm gonna pull out my gun. Okay. And I'm gonna fire. Well, and until unless something, of course, I can tell bounces back at me. I will shoot. <laughs> I will shoot three times. It kind of just it hits the door and almost in slow motion goes into it. Uh, but where it should be sort of splintered, it almost looks like you're shooting into Jello. Awesome. Look out the doors! It like doors gelatinous cube. It kind of ripples like it's you know if. Yeah, like an illusion or jello or something like that that's being disturbed a little bit. There's two an things illusion of jello. World. I was going to say, there's two <laughs> things I hate in this world more than fake jello. I want either jello or nothing. <laughs> Illusory jello, yes. <laughs> uh, if you notice, there is a, a, a door off to the left side right there. There's a door off to the right side. Ooh, I should have revealed. There's a hallway here with a door. Um, there's a door off the dining room, a door up here, let me ping while I'm revealing, up here, and ping a door. All the doors. So there's a ping there, ping there. You should be able to see the rest, I think. Yeah, but it's... Oh, maybe you can't see any. It's not as easily identifiable because... Yeah, up there. Of a way it's Let me cheat and look at my map. Yeah. You, yeah. I will walk over. And have, I will walk over and have a drink as well. <laughs> yeah, is that I'll, I'll, I'll pour something good. Okay. And, and, I, and TJ I just pings on himself. Yep. <laughs> no, I moved myself. No, I'm pretty sure you were pinging yourself. Yeah. And pinging <laughs> is a term that we'll use for whatever you're doing to yourself. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to be recording all of this. Okay. Do I still have a connection to the key, like, of the internet? No. No. Can I call one of the other people? So, like, are there still cell towers? Nope. Super. Fantastic. I will will just simply put my multi-listen goggle things just in my backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Be needing those. And what's Losnir been doing this whole time? 
Uh, basically <laughs> muttering about he wants to go back and kill the illithids, or the mind flayers that you guys let escape. And he's just, it's a constant stream of insanity. He doesn't, he doesn't want to poach a dinosaur while he gets the chance. Betcha, <laughs> <laughs> betcha they're in league with the illithids. So, so Russ is just gonna run out the front and try and go kill some dinosaurs. No, I was talking about Lostier. Yeah, Lost- oh, oh, okay. Lostier has a, a thing. Although I could, I could check that off and be like, <laughs> that's on his bucket. Your bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> kill a dinosaur. Well, you know, given that we're in the distant past, we probably can't go anywhere. So let's just kill a dinosaur and mount it right next to the bear. Sure. You said it's got, like, you know, 60-foot ceilings. We can, you know, get just about anything in here. So who wants to go exploring? All right. I've, I've, I have got, my, I've got, I have got my, my gun courage. out still. What's Sal been doing this whole time, TJ? Um, when walking around. Vanessa was done shooting at the door, Sal went and was like, you know, the the two-fisted, like, you know, with the pinky side of the fist, like, pounding on the door. I assume he was getting the same, like, gelatinous, like, it doesn't, it, like, resists more the more you go into it, so it sort of just deadens the fist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he did that for a little bit, and then he's like, ugh, whatever. I'll just pain myself. <laughs> I don't know. Something about the way you grab yourself, TJ, makes it ping. I don't know. I click and I move. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You, you can just move. You guys are going into this. You're opening the doors here. Sure. I'll sure. Um, just as a general note, uh, I'm going to say a couple of things. Uh, so I have to check my notes for when I'm going to kill you. <laughs> stand there and take it. Uh, every room that you go into contains a braided rope with a tassel. It's gold braided rope with a tassel on the end uh, that sort of hangs down next to uh, one of the doors or multiple doors in the room. Are they, are they like the things that people wear for graduation? And it's like a, a pretty thick rope, like probably uh, you know three quarters of an inch diameter rope uh, that looks like you should pull on it. You know, it's like a pull rope. Oh, like to summon the servants? Possibly. I don't want to know who the hell the servants are. You smurfs. <laughs> you know? uh, as as well as I, just as a general note, everything you see in this place is number one. It looks like people just left yesterday. As, you know, you're expecting to go into a place that's a hundred years vacant, and it's all. It just get in your head to begin with. A imagine a turn of the 20th century, uh, extremely wealthy. Mansion. So, yeah, all the fixtures, everything is, like, top of the line. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's your general image. But uh, you guys go into this place. Oh, it's the library. Colonel Mustard jumps in there. <laughs> I'll so, be Mrs. Peacock. The library is filled with wall-to-ceiling shelves of books. Remember, each... Now, this is more like... Uh, instead of the foyer, which you could look up to the second story as well. This is still 30 feet above you, basically, of just constant shelves. Oh, off the shelves. Does it have those those ladders with the wheels? Will you let me finish? 
<laughs> Tops of the shelves reach up in the darkness nearly 30 feet up. A wooden ladder on wheels is attached to a track which wraps around the entirety of the room, even over the windows. Uh, the thousands of books are universally old, leather-bound, and extraordinary from what you can tell. Uh, just I will pick three at random. Just, just inside the right side, there is a what looks to be a card catalog nestled in among the shelves. Oh. Uh, they, this there's a it's hardwood floors with a plush red rug that's in the center of the room, atop which are a few overstuffed leather chairs with brass trim, as well as a well polished oaken writing desk. A few book volumes rest on top of the desk, as if someone had been looking at them, and there are some old-fashioned ink and quill writing implements and parchment papers. Titles on the top of the desk are Songs of the Long Land by Lalafa, Four Lost Causes by Antonio Fremont, I'm sorry, Antonia Fremont, The Tragical Death of Boniface the Good by Roderick, and A Child's History of the Wa- of the Raven King by John Waterbury, Lord Portishead. Portishead? Portishead. That's a band, right? Yeah. It's also a place. I'm not sure it's just supposed to say Portis Head or Portis Shade. Uh, it's a Portis Head. I'll flip through the the books on the desk. Uh, go ahead and roll a research check, Vanessa, or anyone who wants to. Is is there any back order or back issues of like Playboy or Penthouse? <laughs> there is definitely Sal can find. Kama Sutra. Uh, old, you know, boudoir photography. Mm-hmm. Sal is researching then. Sal, <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you fine. researching with your pants unzipped? <laughs> you research your way, I'll research mine. <laughs> yeah, right. And Ooh. your way should be topless. 20. Did you roll a natural 20? I rolled a 19, and wow. I rolled one in research. I only ro- and I rolled a five and have a thirteen. I'm enamored with all the books in the room. So, Sal of all people, research <laughs> looking for porn. It's like, ooh, <laughs> no pictures. Puts it back. No pictures. Puts it back. No, ooh, this one has pictures. Sal, exactly. Uh, well, Vanessa tries to figure out the card catalog, and it's it's not any system that you have ever come across before at all. It's hard to discern even sort of what the basis of organizing these books might be. Sal does come across a, a a tome that draws his attention that's sort of sitting behind some of the small pictures and things on the fireplace mantle. Is it sparkling? Is that what drew him to it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, this is a tome of clear thought, plus four. Anybody know what that does? Sal throws it back on the shelf and walks away. <laughs> oh, stop it, you jerk. Is that, that's in the DMG, I assume? It is in the DMG. Yeah. You give me a page, it'll go much faster. Uh, 268. Home of Clear Thought. This study book contains instructions of improving memory and logic, but in time within the words of Papa Magic Effect, anyone reads this book, which takes a total of 48 hours over a minimum of six days, she gains, and it says she, so that means it must be for me. Gains an inherent bonus from one to four, five, which you said it was four, to her intelligence score. I, I call that. <laughs> I've not called any magical item. I call this one. Question. Is this limited to who can use it? Like, if you read it once, is it gone then? It is gone. It's yes. gone. Yeah, it's consumed. Okay. It, it, it 
changes your, it's not like a temporary bonus to your intelligence. It physically changes your intelligence score. Well, right. I, I imagine to, that yeah. that was the case. Problem with these? <laughs> so we just read like them with like some wizard's place, and it's like, like why wouldn't he have read it? And then it's done. <laughs> like, why is it just sitting there ready to be used? Like, oh yeah, I'll get around to that tomorrow. He hadn't gotten through the newest Dan Brown novel. Oh, right. <laughs> he was waiting. He was waiting for the Dan Brown novels to make sense. So. <laughs> but then he, he died he, long, long ago. So, are you going to say anything about the book, TJ, or are you really going to just put it back on the shelf, and I'll hate you forever? Well, was there <laughs> anything... Was you, could there read a, you could read a quarter of the book if you want. Yeah, be like, he's going to look at it and be like, what's this nerd crap? Throws it down. <laughs> <laughs> Throws it in, in the, the fire. fire. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's pretty much what I'm getting at. Like, you, you pointed out that, like, oh, here's the thing that Sal found, but, like, does Sal differentiate it in any way from any of the other things that he's been seeing? This book in this collection of extraordinary books seems extra extraordinary. Alright. Sal's, Sal's like, I have no idea something. what this is. Vanessa, you tell me. I will the bookcase of extraordinary books. <laughs> I will flip through and then be like, holy shit. Uh, and I'll just be like, I'll just hold on to this. We could we this will this this will be useful later. Unless if we have six days to waste now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say something, Paul, that I was supposed to respond to? Yeah, it'd be good reading from the can. Right. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, and if you run out of toilet paper, you just use one of the pages that you've already read. Oh, well then here, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> this will get me through curry week. And Sal, of course, does find some some of what he's looking for. A ratik. Yes. Old timey. What, what's the time frame though on it? Like, are we talking like Betty Page? Or are we talking like everything is early twentieth century, like nineteen fifteen? The Great War. Is the Great War mentioned? <laughs> mm-hmm. Talk about the Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> In Diggity Ought too. <laughs> no, nineteen Diggity Four, isn't that what it was? Yeah, we we yeah we we said Diggity because he said something about the Kaiser took our, our the word. Sorry, I was nineteen Diggity. Yeah, four something like that. Because the Kaiser stole our word for, for twenty. <laughs> yeah. The uh, view out of the windows of the library is similar to that that you were looking at before. That does not seem to be storming quite as hard. And I'll I'll back up to the point where I'm in the hallway. Okay. Where I can kind of look out one window, and then look out the the windows on the the, the one I went out of, and see if they're even mm-hmm. the same. Nope. Awesome. Creepy. So I say, best guess is this place is, at least the inside, is out of flux with time. (laughs) And more than that, I'm guessing that, you know, I found stuff that said this place hasn't been touched in a 100 years. I guarantee you we would not have been the first people to come in here. So this is like a Bermuda Triangle slash we, because of our altered experience, maybe the only people that have actually... See it for what it is. 
Or it's multidimensional. I'm not 100% certain yet. I'm sure we'll find out soon. Do we have to drive to 88 miles an hour to get out of here? (laughs) (laughs) Sal would still have a DeLorean, wouldn't he? (laughs) Sal just heard you say the word flux. Yeah. Vanessa is also fighting the temptation to, like, literally put every book in her bag. You know? As you pick them up, you realize that these are books that shouldn't exist. You recognize them as... Like the Necronomicon? Right. There's like they're like books that they're made up books, except they're here and their entire text is here. The North American Attention Deficit Disorders Guide to Wildlife. Hey, let's ride our bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start taking pictures of all the pages and just flip through them? Yeah, but they're, I mean, it's just all random. I mean, what to what purpose? I don't know. I'm not, so Vanessa's not disagreeing, just curious. I'll just take one other book for fun. Give me the weirdest one I can title that I can find. The weirdest title you can find? Just in in like What's... a second of skimming. Because like that one you said was really effing weird. So if, it, if that's the weirdest one, I'll just take the one that was already open. Uh, for minors for fun and profit. <laughs> a Child's History of the Raven King? Yeah, that one. Or the tragical death of Boniface the Good. No, but who wrote the the Raven King one? John Waterbury, Lord Portishead. Yeah, that one. I'm gonna take that one. Okay. Wait, what did you say about miners, TJ? It was funny at the time. Now it's not. TJ's always talking about miners. (laughs) We're talking like people who work in picks and axes and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what TJ talks about. You're gonna go over there? Well. She sure. would literally she would literally have no problem with the fact that she would die of starvation sitting <laughs> in this room reading all the books. But knows there's other things to do. Sal, so come over right here so we can push you through the door and you can absorb whatever damage you <laughs> immediately within. Into the pala. I guess I could clear out this. I can't read it now. Wait for Paul's description. If you don't, he'll yell at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> so, uh, this is the parlor. It is a cat flop. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, so it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, French for parlor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a plush sitting room. Sofas and chairs are of intricately carved wooden frames and rich brocade upholstery in deep blues with gold feathery patterns. The carved wood is prevalent throughout the room in the trim work and seems to be primarily of Celtic-style knots. Uh, But closer inspection reveals that it is actually tentacles encircling the room and furniture. The floor is hardwood, but it's hard to tell given the huge patterned rug covering most of it. Also in golds and blues, the rug seems to be depicting flowing water. Large fireplace, nearly tall enough to walk into and trimmed with marble, dominates the northeast corner of the room. Above it is a similarly carved mantle and a wide mirror. Likewise, the entire western wall of the room is covered with a mirror. All lighting in the room is done with candles, which are already lit. Uh, wide bay windows allow a view of the exterior. Which is the same or different than the other two? Through the, the exterior showing is blackness. 
as if a void of space dotted with brilliant stars, nebulas, and galaxies. Uh, everyone roll a will save, please. <laughs> or have an intense desire just to open up the door. Is this psionic? It is psionic. Uh, and, and you, when you look oh. out the window, you basically, you cannot see any other portion. Like, you should be able to see the porte cochere out there. You can't see, mm-hmm. like, there's no ground. There's no... There's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's an like, absence of anything. It's like you're in... Or is it starscape? Where yeah, it's like a starscape. Okay. Like a... Yeah. doesn't matter. I rolled a natural 20. Wow. Dude, go to Vegas. I know. A 19 <laughs> I know. and a 20 in a row. Hey. I, I, <laughs> TJ's on a roll. Mm-hmm. I rolled an 11, and he said it was a will save, so it's a 21. Is someone chatting? Oh, TJ says he got an 8. Yes. 8. So, sorry, what did you say your total was, Steve? 21. Okay. Uh, Russ and Vanessa are fine, and you're just sort of observing this sort of crazy exterior of the, the building, or exterior of the thing. Sal, however... Touch uh, out the window. It's drawn, yeah, it's exactly. sort of, you know, <laughs> kind of... Uh, to Russ and Vanessa's eyes, he looks almost like he's zombie walking towards the windows. Uh, he stops right in front of them and just stare, stares blankly through the windows. Uh, he is dazzled, as per the condition, dazzled. Uh, which means... He must be a huge Star Trek fan. You're unable to see well because of the overstimulation of your eyes. <clears throat> Uh, you take minus one to attack rolls, search checks, and spot checks. I'm going to search the room for anything else that isn't nailed down, like if the rug has something underneath of it. I'm going to search basically every room. Okay, go ahead and roll sure. a search. I feel like... Sal is just staring out the window while you guys yeah. search he's, the room. At, at this point, I feel like he's... he's <laughs> It's like when a kid finds a toy and they're playing contentedly by themselves. <laughs> Just leave it be. <laughs> okay. I'll search as well. Okay. 16 for me. 14. Okay. Um, Vanessa, as you're searching, you realize that, you know, you're moving, you're like, you know, lifting the carpet up, and the entirety of that huge wall mirror and as well as the large mirror over the fireplace, you're, you know, sort of seeing yourself out of the corner of your eye, and you slowly realize that your reflection seems to be slightly behind your actual actions. Uh, like it's delayed? It's delayed. Okay. Uh, but other than that, you don't find anything. I will walk up to one of the... Note. I will walk up to the mirror. Uh-huh. And, like, am I literally exactly the same looking, or is there, like... You know, the scar that I have on my right hand is... Am I a man? And an eye patch. Right. It's my name, Reginald. You look the same in the mirror. It's just that, you know, you put your... I wave, and it waves, like, a couple seconds later. Right. And the delay is a couple seconds, not... Mm -hmm. It's significant. You know, it's it's obvious. It's not like... Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Versus, like, five minutes later, I notice that I'm doing all the stuff that I'm doing. Now, I look in the mirror, like, not at myself, but, like, is there anything that's in the room, in the mirror, that's not in the room that I can see? Like, if I look in the mirror, like, like if there was a vampire or something, you know, right. nope. that I can only see in the mirror. And then what do I see when I look at Sal? Just 
uh, he's just still staring outside. Yep. In the mirror and in when I look at him. He's sort of starting to drool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say to Rust, should we just leave him in here? Or sh- <laughs> <laughs> he really seems to like it. I'll, uh, I'll run out and go grab him a uh, drink of something. Okay. Because you're totally going to get wasted and it out. Yep, I'm a, I'm a poor in sales mall. Okay. And then we're going to have sex, which means we're for sure going to die. Sell, <laughs> you want some... If only Sel- Griffin doesn't Selby's want to kill herself. No, she could have sex with Russ and not want to kill herself. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Matt? Scooby snacks? I said, well, I was trying Selby to say Selby snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you you give him a drink and he snaps out of it. However, Sal, you are still dazzled. Okay. Condition still affects you. Search, spot, and, atta- and attack, right? Yep. Okay. Say, let's try this door. Yeah, in there. I'm using my detect psionics now. This is what it indicates is. This is a... Uh, <laughs> room. It's a bathroom. Uh, it's... Quite nice. It's small. It's you know like a guest bathroom type thing. If Sal goes in there, I'm shutting the door. <laughs> Sal's pants are already down. Who <laughs> bought the dazzle? <laughs> There's a bidet in there. He doesn't realize it. <laughs> there absolutely is a bidet. This toilet <laughs> won't flush my crapper. <laughs> Ooh, look at this. There's a water fountain. <laughs> Alright. Are you going to search it? Uh, he can search it in there if he wants. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is going to search. Down the hall. Guys, open the <laughs> once, once the toilet plugs and he has to look <laughs> for a plunger, he'll inadvertently be searching the room. Should we wait the 15 minutes before it's done? <laughs> Back to the library. Uh, this is... This uh, the family room on the map. Uh... This room is furnished in deep burgundy and gold. A large fireplace bordered in dark obsidian glass dominates the southeast <coughs> corner of the room. Another fireplace helps heat the room from the northeast. That is... I can... Oops. Ping it. I am, but I have to switch. Right there. Uh, that curved area. Okay. Uh, a, another portrait of Alistair Crowley wearing his weird pointed hat leers out at you from above the fireplace in here as well. An intricate, colored, bulbous glass clock ticks away on the mantelpiece. The west side of the room is a bar area. Extremely well-stocked, again, with various crystal bottles, decanters, crystal and gold goblets, and a mirrored back wall with oil lamp sconces. In the middle of the mirror, water flows down in continuous waterfall. A silver-chased absinthe goblet sits upon the bar next to an open bottle of absinthe, and with a slotted spoon and sugar cube above, as someone just left it. An absinthe fountain filled with iced water sits next to it, waiting to be dripped into the green alcohol. The floor is hardwood covered with a woven rug, mostly the deep burgundy color of dried blood. Just next to the bar sits a large bone-white grand piano, propped open and ready to play the sheet music upon its stand. As you first enter the the room, a few notes of the prisoner song are plunked out on the piano, gradually fading away to an off-key dissonant ending. Uh, Everyone roll a, a will save again. This is exactly like uh, Don't drink the water. House, house on Haunted Hill. 
you hear music that makes you want to kill things. <laughs> Assorted plush fainting couches and chase longies are arranged in front of the fireplace with cherry side tables. Intricate crystal oil lamps with woven metal baskets above throw odd shifting shadows across the room. Eleven. Check. Thirteen or sixteen if it's cyanic. It is cyanic. Uh, Wait, wait, I thought thought it was a plus four, Matt. What? Yeah, it's plus four. Was it thirteen or seventeen? I don't know. The thing I was told was a plus three. You I always had it. it written as plus three. Oh. oh. Well, maybe it is plus three. Ugh. Let me check my notes. I swear we just went over this, didn't we? I may have said yeah, plus four. Plus three. I got plus well. four to spot for my eyes. Yeah. The it, ring has always it, been plus three. Plus three? You are correct. It is plus three. I was wrong if I said that earlier. I think you did. But uh, So, Sal, again... As the dissonant chord drives into your brain, you are deafened, as per the condition. You may just want to open the condition summary on D20SRD, TJ. Because you're going to have more of them. have them all. <laughs> uh, deafened character cannot hear. You take a four, minus four penalty on initiative. You automatically fail listen. Uh, you don't have spells, so it doesn't matter about that. Can you put conditions on me? <laughs> Uh, I can't put, I can put, like, colors on you, but there are only five colors. <laughs> You're going to start every will save. There you go. I put two colors on you. Bing, bang. Vanessa looks at Russ and says, because she doesn't know that he's deaf, that Sal's deaf, and says, hey, I'm going to try something. Do you have any problems with, like, breaking things? Mm, pretty much none. Okay. The, it just so, as a point of reference, when I said ice water, like, the uh, absinthe fountain is actually, you know, glistening with condensation. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a big lemonade container. Right, it's it's yeah. cold and still ice. It's not, like, melted or anything, it, you know, sure. as if it was just put in there. Just but anyway. Take one of those tumblers and smash it. Okay, I'm going to walk over to the, the portrait of Alistair and yeah. try to take it off the wall. Okay. It's extremely heavy. Um, probably roll a strength check. You crush Sal. He doesn't hear it coming. <laughs> Timber! Sal, you... perfectly still. Well, well, maybe we should ask TJ what Sal's going to do as he realizes he is deafened. Yeah, well, how would you... Oh, I guess he can't hear really you talking. But, right, you know, but right. we're also behind him. Right, I was going to say, did I see anyone talking? Right, at the moment, I'm just assuming like there was a loud noise, and, and then, then all of a sudden it got quiet. Well, and then no, and then Vanessa walked over here, and you see her fiddling with the picture, but you don't. Miss, she's facing the wall. Yeah. So there would definitely be a moment of like, oh, this is way too freaking heavy. Sal, can you go over here and help me? Sal. And then like turning and looking at him, and like, what? The, what the hell? Come and help me, please. Sal looks there. Then he's looking over here, <laughs> and he's. Ignoring Vanessa. He's mostly looking here. <laughs> well, you, you, got, you didn't aim lower. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't make it do that. <laughs> okay. Vanessa, roll a strength check. I, I, I did. I would I mean, I would have... As soon as I realized it was heavy, I wouldn't have tried to move okay. it. Okay. Yeah, it, I mean, it's like an old 
frame. It, it's massive. Like this, it, it, as with the one over in the great room, it's like you know way oversized. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll walk here and look right, and I'll tap him and be like, "Come over here and help me." What? <laughs> Turn into Enzo more and, and, and then and then when and then when <laughs> Sal realizes he can't like hear himself talking, yeah, he's like, "Oh my god, I can't hear." And Healthy's like, "You are a worthless piece of shit." What? <laughs> okay, he can't hear Russ. What? I thought you said you wanted me to break something. Did you? Uh, I was going to wait until you're done for a second. Yeah, what, what do you break, okay, Russ? Uh, is, is the ceiling in here still like 30 feet or whatever? Yep. Okay, I'm going to take one of the uh, the glasses and be like, I've always wanted to do this. And I have it like in my left hand. I'm going to toss it up. I'm going to draw and, and shoot it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, you guys are all what? sprinkled with shards of crystal. <laughs> oh, my eye! <laughs> Now Sal is also blind. <laughs> that was the next room. That was the next room. <laughs> no, that was the bad No, it'll be, instead of the full-size picture of Crowley, it'll be the full-size picture of Bella. <laughs> oh, Matt. <sighs> Thank you, Bob. <laughs> the only sad thing is that somehow your 12-year-old boy jokes I get. <laughs> uh, yeah. Moving on. Tells you a lot about yourself, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so Russ throws a glass up and sh- it shoots it. And Sal, once he realizes maybe you're the gunshot, but he's peppered with crystal. What? Yeah. I'll look over and be like, did you see that? She's like, what? dusting off her shoulder. She's like, I felt it. Is there, I'm going to quick run back to the library. Okay. Grab. That's good. You guys should probably split up more. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> no. I'm going here. I'm going to grab one of the, the books that didn't, like, that obviously was, you said there was writing implements. Mm-hmm. There was either blank parchments or a, a book that was started but not finished, so there's blank pages in the book. Mm-hmm. Bring it back, and then with a pen, I'm going to write, stop saying what? <laughs> it's imperative that you stop talking. I'll write, that once, he, once he acknowledges that he can read that, which, God help me, I know he can read. <laughs> but, he's, <laughs> but he's dazzled, too. <laughs> So if he tries to attack the book? No, but it's a spot. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> I will write, you are deafened for some reason. He says say, what? <laughs> huh? They say, grab the other end of this, uh, right, sorry, right, grab the other end of the portrait, I want to see if it'll fall off the wall. And I'll point to the one that's above. Alright. So are you gonna so, help me? And, and you, obviously you, you wrote down help me with this painting? Yeah, the, the painting on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, alright. <laughs> 
So we're going to try to lift it off. Okay. You succeed. You lift it off the wall. Anything behind it? Wall. Uh, anything behind the painting? Like the back side of it? No. Uh, I want to punch a hole in it. Okay. <laughs> you punch a hole in it. And I'm like, does Alistair look pissed? Like more, like more so. But he already looks pissed. No, his portrait doesn't change though. <laughs> I want to poke out his eyes. Okay. And I'll be like, ah, well, I'll tap Sal on the sh- on the shoulder, and I'll but then I'll and I'll just hold up my hand like wait, and I'll look to Russ and say like, what are we gonna do with him? He can't hear. He's, you know, two seconds ago was just drooling, staring off into space. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> I should have brought the rope. Oh, we could grab one of those uh, tassel cord things and. Oh, hey, we didn't pull it. We didn't pull it in any of the rooms. Let's pull it in this one. Or is okay. that going to just lead to certain death? Let's find out. All right, we're going to pull it in this room. Okay, you pull it. It pulls down and then goes back up. There was no audible sound or anything? Nope. So this whole place is a gigantic, uh, sequenced puzzle. So if we pull all the, the cords in the right order, <laughs> right. we'll get, we'll get back to our time. If we or turn the statue so it faces the right way. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's a little audible click and yeah. sound and a red light. Light that pops up, yeah. There's a what? <laughs> Sal's trying to read lips. Sal's yeah, right. standing in the fire right now. Use <laughs> Oh god, my leg. Anyway, any suggestions about what to do with him? Um. Oh no, not, I want to go not, see. Not that you're gonna like. Okay, why won't I like it? It involves him grabbing you. What on earth is wrong with you to make you think that him grabbing me would bring back his hearing? No, he just has to follow you around, and you lead him around. Why why don't you lead him around? I need to be free in case we need to shoot something. What? I will, I will flip back a couple pages to the one I wrote. Stop saying what, and I will hold it up again. But I will underline stop several times. Sal gives a big thumb up. <laughs> oh gosh! I say, well, that's not. I say to Russ, that's clearly not an option. So if they've got a better option, that's what we're going to go with. Okay. Huh? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my multi tool, okay, and try to cut off like a you know four or five foot section of that uh, thick rope, okay, and then I'm gonna tell uh, tell Vanessa to write down have Sal hold on to one end and we'll hold on to the other and bring him where we want to go until he can hear. I shall do that, and then hand Sal the rope. Sal will hold the rope with his left hand. Or maybe I'll just tie it around his neck so it's more like a leash. 
<laughs> hey, whatever you want. Not that way. Because he's a dog. If Vanessa puts it around Sal's neck, Sal starts to take off his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why... <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> you know, you know who he is. He's that. Um, oh, <laughs> Why did Vanessa run away? Is it the <laughs> guy from the Karate or whatever? Uh, is that who you're talking about? What? The the Karate guy? No, David. Uh, what is his name? Carradine. Car- David Carradine. Didn't he die from sexual asphyxiation or something? <laughs> yes, autoerotic asphyxiation. Yes. Wait, David Carradine is dead. Yes. <laughs> like for a long time. Years. What? Kung Fu, that's what I'm looking for. Hmm? Oh, how that long? I mean, when was Kill Bill Volume 2 made? 2009, he died. Yeah, that's not that long ago. It was four years. Four years. He apparently died of autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> I had not heard of that. And I'm actually okay with the fact that I hadn't heard of that, but... <laughs> No, what I was thinking of is he's that character from Archer, the secretary, uh, who just who likes pain and weird things. Uh, this also here is a door. I know that doesn't look like a door, but it is a door, and there's a door up here as well. Yeah, well, I'm going to this door first. Okay. And I'm gonna. So. Are you are you leading Sail or am I? I'm. He's he's right behind me, basically. Like I'm gonna push hit. Like I'm gonna show. Like a pantomime. I'll push open the door, and then you go through it. And basically, he'll lead, and I'll follow him. Okay, as you go into this room, um, it's basically a long hallway at one end of the hallway where the 13 is. Sal turns around. It's a long hallway. (laughs) 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 Where the 13 is is a... Wrought iron spiral staircase. There's some stairs over here. <laughs> Oddly enough, it does not have a railing. There's no railing. Uh, the there's a door here. Uh, where I put Sal, there's a small closet there that has a toilet inside. This is clearly not a bathroom for guests. Um, like a servant's quarters? More like a servant bathroom. On the left side of the hallway, there is a, as you go towards seven, there's a sink area. Um, and seven just seems to be kind of like a, you know, like almost like a mud room or a cloak room for servants. And there's a door, whoops, I should probably, there's a door here as well. There's a door at the top above seven and to the left, as well as the one you came into and the one down here. I look to Russ, I say, and I'll walk this one. Okay. It it won't be the first or last time I'll say to Sal, get off of me. As you enter the garage... Holy crap! It was on the very far, you know, I was on the very far right portion of the map. Jeez, that thing is huge. Uh, this is more of a stable than what we would think of as a like an automobile garage. There's mixed odors as you walk in of sweat, hay, and horse manure that still lingers. Of horses were just moved out of here a few days ago. There are no horses. 
the very far wall, all the way... I can't... Oh, no! All the way over here. Contains what looks to be an aviary for falconry. The caged area is divided into various sections with perches, presumably for different birds. Plumed hoods for various birds of prey sit upon a shelf and almost seem to stare out at you. There are amazingly crafted leather gloves and long leather leashes that hang from loops on hooks near the large caged area. The middle section of the garage is dominated by the individual stable stalls and horse riding equipment hung upon the walls. Perfectly in its place, saddles, tack, bridles, etc., all exquisitely manufactured. Despite the odor, this is one of the cleanest kept stables you could possibly imagine. Closest to the door, uh, to the left, is an area marked out as a dog kennel. Black leather leashes and collars hang on hooks at the door to the kennel, and various birding decoys and other hunting paraphernalia sit on shelves outside of the kennel. To the right of the door, up here is a sort of armory with various polished rifles and shotguns vertically on racks inside a glass door wooden case. Drawers below the case contain... I'll tell you if you look in there. I'll just tell you. Contain plenty of ammunition, cleaning supplies, and other hunting gear. The case itself is locked. That's Uh, it, because you know I'm going to look. Yeah. Uh, Near the crook in the garage, it says workshop there. Uh, a small work area set up with a shining wooden workbench, various hand tools in their places on the wall above the bench. A long board sits across the bench with a planer on top as if a carpenter had just left. A few wood shavings fall to the floor as you enter. Uh, however, by far the, the item that in this room that draws your eye the most sits here. Uh, wood chipper. <laughs> is a pristine... <laughs> Ye old wood chipper. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hand crank wood chipper. Uh, pristine Rolls-Royce Silver Ghost. Uh, bright silver and polished to a shine. It sits near the front of the garage before the workshop area. You can almost hear a faint rumble of the motor, and it gives off an almost palpable eagerness to be driven. Is there any... There's no door out of here, though? Out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are doors, um, like, old-style, not like a vertically lifting garage door. Um, this one, and one over here. More like barn doors. Uh-huh. Like, l- really tall, large wooden doors. That, you know, you could open it up to drive the Rolls Royce out of. So now it's Russ's turn to have his pants down. Uh, everyone... <laughs> is this is this a subset of that game, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> right. We have Rolls Royces and... Uh, go ahead and everyone can roll... Stasiosaurus? A... I guess you could choose search or spot, you know, because you're probably doing... This is actually where passive perception would be handy. I'll do a spot. Fifteen. Six. Eighteen. <laughs> Uh, Russ, on a hook next to the door, there is a old iron key, uh, and a label next to it that sells Silver Ghost. Ooh. I will take the key. Okay. <coughs> I will, I will, I will say cautionarily to Russ, you don't know, you've been paying attention, it's gonna be like, possessed demon car that will just 
drive itself into a wall and kill you. I didn't say I was going to drive it now. <laughs> Just taking the keys for later? Yes. So basically there was like Vanessa's dream room of the library, Russ's dream room of the car, so now there's like stripper and heroin room for sale. That was the absence. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you would be listening to music from a from a piano. So. Um, it doesn't play Highway to Hell or... Everyone can roll an intelligence check. Russ and Vanessa mostly Sal seems oblivious. I'm gonna roll it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you didn't want me to. Oh, natural 20. (laughs) That's a total waste. Good, because mine didn't go anywhere. I'm too busy looking at the ghost. (laughs) Uh, Vanessa, as Russ approaches the car with the key, you realize that cars from this time period don't take keys to start. I say that out loud. And I go, Russ, you know that. Think about it. It's all a trap. It's a trap. Okay, Admiral Akbar. (laughs) Good to know that Star Wars survived into this future. Yes. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) TJ, I want you to play deaf every session. (laughs) This way you can stay awake by having to mutter what? (laughs) All the time. It'll make us the rest of us laugh. <laughs> what? Exactly. I'll back away slowly. Okay. Say hold on to the key if you want, but don't don't go near that car. Can I detect psionics on it? Um, your detection is just the whole time is just like crazy flooded right now. Yeah. yeah. I was I was gonna mention it before when I was like, yeah, I, I should have said, it. yeah. You're you're just like it's everywhere. Ooh. All right, so there's no. Are there any other doors out of here? Is that upper corner a door? Uh, yeah. So here, here, that's a that's a door. Yep, yep that's a door. All right. I say, Russ, let it go. Can I inspect the uh, gun case first? Sure. Oh, I thought it was on the wall. Yeah, but you said it looked like it was locked. Yeah, if you try and open it, it is locked. Okay. Uh, does it look like it's something I could just force my way into, or... Is yeah, it's, work it's glass. I mean, you okay. can just shatter the glass. You could toss it up in the air and shoot it. I could. In case. <laughs> <laughs> Have Sal toss it. Uh, I'll just kind of take an inventory of what I see, and it's, I won't drag it around, but... It's an assorted selection of, you know, old... Basically, hunting rifles and shotguns. Sure. So. Is there an is there an elephant gun? Uh, no. Okay. There's an elephant gun. I might have had to have taken it, but. <laughs> All right. Or if we run into a ghost thing, maybe we need to shoot it with a ghost gun. But we'll come back. Mm. Ghost gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ghost facers. We go in the garage when the kitchen is hot. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, you guys can go through there. It leads to where you can already see, so. Wait, yeah. Some, somebody's holding it up the progress in the door. <laughs> oh, alright. TJ, that's your cue. So wait, it goes outside? 
goes onto the deck. Okay. Is it still the same weather mm-hmm. on this side of the house that it was before? This is the same. You're seeing the same thing. It's stormy, raining, yeah, lightning so, everywhere, like a really... Dinosaurs. You know, like if uh, you had a crazy dream about the worst storm you'd ever seen, that would be what's, about, what's outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deck, remember, this is... Your, it's set sort of the house is set into a hill, so you entered on the first floor in the back. It's the it's technically it's sort of the second floor in the front. There's the deck is this isn't ground level. You're actually above the ground by thirty feet or so. Hmm. All right, backtrack. Door here. Oh, I can't see how you got there. You went back towards thirteen, and then yeah, I didn't. I didn't go outside. Okay, I don't want to get all wet. What uh, do you? It's part of the. I am wearing a white shirt. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you you can go ahead and move into the kitchen if you'd like. Where'd Sal go? There he is. Russ was untied. <laughs> His rope got untied somehow. Oh no, he's loose. <laughs> You guys could just take one of the leashes. <laughs> I thought about collars and things. Mm-hmm. It's true. I figured that's why Vanessa was going over there. The floor in the kitchen is a solid gray stone tile. Uh, the walls are tiled in multicolored shimmering patterns reminiscent of fish scales when the light hits them. And remember, uh, basically everywhere is illuminated by uh, candles or oil lights or both. Uh, like hurricane lamps or wall sconces. The central feature is the massive wood-burning stove, which is to the left of Sal right now. Uh, the back end of that actually serves as the second fireplace for the, the family room. Uh, but above it on this side, and there's a wall, like you entered through a door. It kind of looks like it's just a line, but the, it's separated from by an actual wall there. Uh, so you cannot see into the family room. The On this side is a full 12 spaces on top for large pots. There's a stone portion built onto the right side for baking breads, other things. Uh, the left side of the stove seems to have a spit for roasting meats. The center of the kitchen contains a wooden countertop island, which has a large wooden knife block built into it, containing at least two dozen fine knives of various sizes, from paring knives up to a cleaver. Uh, polished granite countertops run along the windowed side of this room. Close to the pan. Oh, sorry, are you going to put in there? Close to this door. Well, I guess you see the map anyway. You have it. It's a pantry over there. Close to the pantry door sits a very primitive refrigerator. Inside, the refrigerator is empty. Uh, the countertops join to a large quadruple sink under the window. Uh, countertops have many drawers below and cupboards above. A slight step up leads to a circular, circular casual dining area. A round table with a blue porcelain vase full of red roses is surrounded by wooden chairs. The red roses are full in bloom and look like they were picked yesterday. The wide windows offer a stunning view of the lock. This view is of a sunny day, but again, no signs of civilization are present. A rainbow, as if it just finished raining, is viewable over the lock. Seems like it's early morning. Again, Vanessa... Hold you, on, so there's there's windows there, right? Up Looking here. out. Yep. I want to break one of the windows. Okay, you break a window. And I want to say, Russ, help me get out. See if I can help me. See if you can help me get outside. Okay. Well, hold on. Just, I mean, I go, I go, think of my line of reasoning here. 
This looks out into what we've just opened a door from the garage and saw was raining excessively. Mm-hmm. So if I go out this window, and it's sunny when I get outside, what the hell does that mean? And if I come back in, will it be rainy again when I look back out? That's, will I be, you know, will there be a separate me? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I feel like it's a good idea. Let's do it. <laughs> and I'll tap, or I'll pull Sal Let me just, uh, this right here is another fireplace, uh, which is shared, though at differing heights, with the formal dining room that's off to this side. So that was just the end of the description there. Okay. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. So smash the window, have Russ and Sal boost me up. And they're like, you can basically walk out. Oh, okay. It's, it's, okay. Perfect. Yeah. And I don't need any help. So then I'm outside. Yep. It's super nice out. Yes? Yep. Yep. I'm gonna walk in here. I'm gonna turn around and look <laughs> out again. Like, I'm, I'm never, I'm never gonna, I'm gonna basically backing up in, into the, this room and then close the doors. Okay, as soon as you back into that room and blink, it changes to the, uh, storm again. But wait, hold on. You are in the you're in a different room that you've been in. You haven't been in the formal dining room before. Yes, it is storming again. It looks like it's late night now. I'll walk over to these doors and come back through. Am I getting any sense that any of this is magical? Not just psionic, but I mean, illusion. Like it's all an illusion or something from spellcraft. There is only psionics. Okay. Your, your spellcraft is basically. Psionic craft. Okay. Can you tell me what on earth it might be? Or why? Uh, go ahead and roll. Oh, I rolled a four. Sixteen. Uh, you, I mean, you, it basically, the same thing with Russ's sense, when you sort of Analyze this with your spellcraft abilities. You and skill. You, I mean, basically everything in here is kind of weird and off. You get the the sense that you know, like Sal was dazzled by that the landscape, this or spacecape, and he's deafened. You get the sense that there's some kind of force acting on all of you. It's like a trickster god. Anyway, do you want to do the description of the formal dining room before I join everybody else? Sure. Formal dining room contains a long, dark mahogany dining table and chairs. The table is polished to a high sheen and set for a formal dinner. Wide windows, which you came in, allow for a view of the lock. Uh, it's quite dark outside uh, and stormy, like I said. Uh, they mostly reflect the candlelight from the large candelabras and chandelier. Uh, oil wall sconces also serve to light the room up and give everything in the room from the table to the polished silver, fine china place settings, chargers, even the large mahogany china hutch, a warm glow. A few steps down lead back into the foyer and the great room area. I'll come over and ask, what did you find out there? That nothing here is static, including the, ex- the, including the outdoors. I went outside, it was beautiful and sunny. As soon as I came in and blinked, it went back to what it looks like through the window now. Which is slightly different than everywhere else. Interesting. That's one word for it. Anything... You guys are all in the formal dining room now? Well, I was confused as to when Sal and Vanessa stopped holding the same rope. I would have handed it. 
So you couldn't tell when it went limp? (laughs) Just below Russ there, there is a door back to the family room. Again, as you enter Russ. Uh, plays. The music plays. Go ahead and roll a d- uh, oh. well save. Ah, oh, suck. I rolled a 20. Okay. Another waste for that, but... Can I go uh, search the piano? Just sure. see why it played while when we walked in? Uh, you don't know why it played. Uh, like I said, there's sheet music on the stand. As if it's, I think it's somebody's ready to play. It's propped open. Go ahead and roll a search. Alright. Fifteen. The F sharp key above middle C is actually uh, not a piano key, but an old iron key. I will yell into him. What are you doing? Like, like a key, like for a door key. Like a or key like for a door. I'm going to take it. Okay. What's he doing? <laughs> I, I get out my book and write down. You couldn't understand me if I told you anyway, and I'll hold it up to you. I'll come back into the uh, formal dining room and say, look, I found another key. It was on you the found piano. a key. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take a pee? That gives him a thumbs up. Good job, Russ. <laughs> so... Room with the piano that plays by itself has a key. Oh, uh, for what? I don't know. But it was it was one of the keys of the piano was a actual key. You think uh, we're gonna find other keys around here? And that's and that's kind of a bizarre place to have a iron key. Uh. Do you see anything else in here that you would define as bizarre? Your rope doesn't reach that far now. <laughs> like like the dog that played with Foghorn Leghorn, you hit the end and choke yourself. <laughs> and then bounce all the way back. Well, hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll need it later. Let's, all right. Should we, uh, follow, should we find where Sal ran off to? No. <coughs> Just let him wander around. Yeah, I'll open this door. There's a closet. Okay. Full of mink coats. And assorted fedoras. And fedoras. do I see him yet? Well, there he is. I'd yell at him, but he can't hear, he can't hear me. Alright, so we're going this way. What are you guys doing? That door where the door is. Okay. That yeah. door is locked. Hmm. Uh, try the key? Yeah, okay. let me try Wait, Hold on, TJ. Go ahead. <coughs> Aren't you going to yell, it's locked? <laughs> well, everyone bounced into me, so I assumed that, you know, like, I tried to go through, and then when I couldn't, I assumed that Vanessa, like, bumped into me, and then Russ bumped into her. Very Three Stooges-like. <laughs> Complete with the sound effects. Boop. Woo. But, yeah. Hey, it's locked. Russ, you've got a key. And so he moves out of the way. I'll try one of the keys. Okay. It opens with the key you found in the garage. Okay. A ghost key? Yes. Uh, let me reveal. 
It opens a portal inside the car. Vanessa will quickly, she says, hold on a sec. Go into the library and look for a, specifically a key just sitting out. No, you don't see one. You can roll a search if you'd like, but you don't see one just sitting out. Well, I mean, like, the, well, you know, the, it was sitting on top of a key on a piano. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Well, it, it was the key. Like, <laughs> oh, he had to take it off? Like, like he had to, like, pull it off the piano. Yeah. Ah, I have a 27. You don't find a key. Okay. I'll come back in and say, I don't think your key theory works in terms of every room having a key. But okay. So we'll look. So the, it's a stairwell? Uh, yeah, the, right here, oops, I can't ping with the reveal thing on. Right here goes up, and then to your right goes down. Why don't we finish this, the main floor before we go up or down? Okay. Why aren't we going in? <laughs> she just shakes her head. And then tugs on, tugs on the rope and then pushes him through the next area. The door there. Okay. The office you move into uh, seems to be more of a gentleman's sitting room than any kind of office. The walls are wood paneling. The floor is polished hardwood. Plush leather chairs fill the circular space although a roll-top writing desk does occupy the rectangular portion of the room. Uh, inside, I'll flip through that. Inside the roll-top desk can be found some receipts, bills of sale, other financial documents. It's hard to discern any sort of pattern from the finances, though. Uh, the smell of cigars and brandy over leather dominates. Uh, windows offer a view of the lock at twilight. Uh, there is no storm out of these windows. Uh, double glass doors again lead out onto the deck. The office shares the back of the fireplace with the great room, uh, where Russ is standing. Uh, is that but a see-through fireplace? Yep. Okay. Uh, that's basically a whole bunch of these fireplaces are like that. Uh, so far, almost everyone is. Yeah. Uh, aside from that firelight, a the, the other light in this room is bluish flickering glow that comes through a window which is this wall. It's all a window to the west, which if you move over towards there, it, it overlooks the pool a full 40 feet or so below. Uh, Silver-chased mirrors on the walls enhance the eerie, wavering quality of the water-reflected light. Uh, you can easily imagine so-called gentlemen retreating here to observe scantily clad women swimming below. Uh, the pool room, as you look into it, this is actually on the floor below. If you scroll down a bit, you can see where I revealed the pool room. It says pool below. Right. It's actually the basement. You're looking down. This is another way Yeah. Um, so there is a large pool and you know, marble deck area around it with chairs and um, the pool room windows that, you know, it has windows around the entirety of the pool room contains the same uh, sort of twilight view that you're seeing out of this uh, sitting, gentleman's sitting room area. And the reflection of the moon is going off of the water, and that's where you're getting the blue sort of reflective light. Whoa. 
everyone can go ahead and roll a will save. I think I rolled exactly the same thing every time. <laughs> I rolled an 11 every time and thus had a 21. I rolled I like a I 1. Uh-oh. <laughs> 21. Eventually he's going to be like in traction when we push him around. Uh, <laughs> Sal is sickened. Uh, feels, Sal, you feel sort of queasy as if on, you know, as if you're sort of seasick almost. Uh, and you are sickened as per the condition. I guess I'll add another little colored dot to your there you go. Oh, good. Minus two on saving throws. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, minus two penalty on attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. So we just feed him to the car now? <laughs> uh, everyone can roll a spot check. At minus three. Twenty-six. Four. <laughs> 18 uh, Russ and Vanessa both notice that as you're looking down at the pool and watching the sort of the water and the light reflected off the water you realize that the pool is all of uniform depth so it doesn't have a shallow end and it, it appears as though there's a, this weird effect that you're seeing where it looks like the water, whereas the pool might be sort of like, say, 10 or 12 feet deep, uh, the water is only 2 feet deep and then stops. And then stops. It looks like there's a floating 2 foot deep layer of water over an empty bottom of the pool. Hmm. So, if it was like, if we had a cross section of it, it would be Empty space of pool, and then a two-foot section of water that's there. At the surface, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, as I'm recording this with my key, I just say, still the weirdest place, still maybe not the weirdest place you've ever been. (laughs) Sal says, I don't feel so good. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> huh? Uh, if you go into 12, I can just read you that as well. I assume someone peeks in there. That's yeah. just a bathroom, lavishly appointed with anything a gentleman might need to freshen up after a good oh. conversation with uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gold-flecked marble countertops with polished gold-plated fixtures are atop with towels, soaps, pomades, hair waxes, oh. and colognes. Don't lie. Everything in this room would be just like out of a clockwork orange where it's like prone women, you know, toilet seats and... <laughs> There's some boudoir photography on the walls. Do they have Depper Dan? Depper Dan? Yeah, isn't that the pomade from uh, <laughs> oh. oh Brother We're Out, though? <laughs> sure. Yep, it definitely is a pomade. Would you like some Depper Dan? <laughs> No, that's all right. <laughs> I was just curious if he had any. Sal's rinsing his mouth off out in the sink. Okay. He then comes out. All right, where to next? Huh? I'm asking Vanessa. I'll grab the rope. 
Uh, I think we've gone through every place on the main level. It looks like down will probably just lead to the pool. Uh, the staircase out in the front? I mean, do you have a better... Oh, I mean, because we have the several staircases we've not gone up. Mm-hmm. So we have the one in here, we've had the one in 13, and we, er, and we have the, I'm sorry, we have the one in 2, the one that you got through with the key, and the one in 13. So, I think any of them are probably good. I'd say though, I would just go up versus down. Uh, you guys have been in here for a good while. Sal, the, you're realizing the dazzled effect is wearing off. Unpurple me. <laughs> is it is dazzled purple? I think that was the first one that went on. Okay. <laughs> hey, my eyes aren't so sparkly anymore. What? <laughs> so you guys are going up the stairs? Sure. Sure. I'll go up first. Vanessa's pushing Sal along. Uh, as you guys head up the staircase... Uh... While you ascend, uh, you find it hard to stop ascending, and the staircase sort of telescopes up dizzyingly as you go up. Uh, as you reach the second floor, the steps behind you have vanished and are no longer visible or accessible. So you get to about here, and the steps behind you just, it looks like smooth floor there. Uh, like a slide? Or no, like no, no, like level. Like it's all level. Like there is no staircase there anymore. Okay. The open below section of this and above the great room, you can obviously see down into the great room and into the foyer. <laughs> uh, Greek style marble columns are evenly spaced around the central overlook. The central ch- chandelier provides much illumination in the central space. But the columns seem to block more of it than they should, and the walking area itself around that space is in quite deep shadow. The floor here is wall-to-wall plush bright blue carpeting masking any footfalls. From this circular walkway, you can overlook both the foyer and the great room, as well as out the two-story glass windows of the great room to the lock. It has the same view as before. It does not seem to be a stairway down, however. Uh, this is also where you can you have a closer view now of that uh, the mural on the ceiling of this dome that seems to move. That seems not looking at it. Yeah. Uh, everyone can go ahead and roll a fortitude save. It looks like the map is a little robot. <laughs> well, I rolled a natural one. Twelve. You said fortitude? Yep. Uh, Twelve. All three of you, as you're walking around this uh, open section in the shadows, uh, feel a stabbing pain, almost like a shadow has stabbed into you. And you, you all take two points of temporary constitution damage. So that means I would lose Ooh. a hit point? Yep. Now you'd lose a hit point per Seven. year level. Yeah. Oh. So I lose seven. So I'm down to thirty-one. All right. Push door and check. I'll just follow you. Sal's so just like moping. <laughs> His eyes are okay. I'll check this one. This bedroom is 
appears to be intended as a guest bedroom. A double bed with a canopy and a chest at the foot occupies much of the hardwood floor space. Oil wall sconces provide the illumination as well as, as an oil bedside lamp. While everything in this room is of a high quality, like everything else in the mansion, it does appear fairly plain, as if not much thought was given to the room's furnishing. A matched tall wooden armoire and dresser with a mirror on top round out the furniture. Uh, the view out the windows is of the, the the view you know of as the sort of stormy view. Uh, and everyone can roll a spot check. Is Sal not in the room? Uh, no, he would have entered if everyone else cool. had gone in. Okay. So I rolled a one last time, and I rolled a twenty this time. Nineteen. Twenty-one. Okay. Uh, as you guys are exploring this room, as you, yeah, if you look directly into the mirror, everything looks normal. Um, if you see out of the corner of your eye, you alternatively see a, like Vanessa sees. A depiction of herself being brutally murdered by both Russ and Sal, and you know, vice versa for everyone else. Sal, you see yourself sort of being killed by uh, Vanessa and Russ, etc. In a bloody attack from behind. Sal would come at it from behind. <laughs> like in a Volkswagen? <laughs> <laughs> Sal immediately backs up. Yeah, I, and, and and she's pulling on the rope, so I mean. And there's obviously, there's a attached bathroom. That, yeah. Bathroom of death? Uh, we'll stay out of it. She goes, how about I start picking? That was terrible. Yeah, it oh. was. You saw that too? Oh, yeah. You guys killing me? You were killing me. What are you guys doing? I go, I'm guessing what he saw was probably just like ten minutes from now when we can't stand him saying what. <laughs> Are you going to this doorway, Vanessa? Is that what you Yes. Okay. Oops. I shouldn't have revealed that portion. There's a wall there, just in case you couldn't tell. Okay. That, that, that's a curved wall that I accidentally revealed too far. But, um, you are in the actual sitting room area. There is a door, like, there. I could hang instead of do that here. Um, this area is dominated by, again, it's, it continues the plush, bright blue carpeting of the of 14. I don't know what to call that area above the foyer. Um, and this is obviously a sort of sitting area... <coughs> The rotunda. For there, if you the double glass doors lead out onto a small balcony um, that you can overlook the lock. Again, it, it looks like a twilight view uh, with the moon out, of, you know, huge moon that's shining into this room. Um, there are a couple of sort of fainting couches, uh, as well as it, it appears a number of portraits along the wall, one of Aleister Crowley, another couple of, uh, a couple women. And this, this is actually a door, not just an open space there. 
Mulong Sal. Can I search the uh, paintings? Sure. Uh, nine. They don't seem to be anything unusual about them, except that they are saying, you know, they watch you as you're exploring this room. But I know nameplate saying who the other people are? Or? No, no nameplates. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you attempting to open this door, Vanessa? Is that I, will, I will in a second, yeah. Okay, it is locked. Okay. Ooh, let's try a key. Try other one that you have. The piano key opens this door. And I will go ahead and... Way to go back in that room, by the way. And I started figuring out, it's like, well, some of these ones have, like, weird stuff going on, so... And I kind of thought about checking out the piano before we left, and we left, and I forgot about it, so... This is the master suite. You're obviously in sort of a sitting area where people would be held... Uh, you know, close friends would be waiting for uh, the master to come out of his suite. Um, it is lavishly decorated. A huge bed um, is up, you know, one of those really high off the floor. Four-poster. Four-poster with a canopy and everything. Uh, again, portraits seemingly mostly of Aleister Crowley himself in various states of um, you know, poses and very states of crazy. Very states of crazy line the walls. Um, the I know that says walk-in closet, but I really want that to be the wig room. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just full of different wigs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's probably more like the was it Return to Oz, where it's just filled with human heads. The I'll put Sal up here, uh, where Sal is standing currently. It's just open. There's a few steps up, and it is a large jacuzzi. With Wait, does that fit for the time? Or does that seem odd? Um, I mean, it's it's like a hot tub. It's it's not like a fiberglass with jets sort sort of thing, but it's uh you know it's like a stone bathing pool basically that looks like it's probably. Are there holes for servants to blow the bubbles in? <laughs> no, there's um, trumpets, like Robin Hood men in tights. This this is uh, the place where the, the hot tub is, is one of the domes that you saw at the exterior of the house. And this actually has another mural on it, uh, not of an underwater scene, but um, cherubs and angels sort of. Uh, doing non-angelic things above you. Um, and this, again, has large glass windows facing the lock. Uh, the view you're seeing out of this one is actually sort of a midday view with um, the noontime sun. It's very clear, white puffy clouds, very pleasant looking outside. Um, the walk-in closets are actually, there's not like hangers, but they have sort of series of almost like built-in armoires. Um, and then 25, the master bath, again, you know, just incredibly lavish uh, marble surfaces, you know, gold-plated fixtures. Um, there is a, that thing with the, like, sort of star design in it is a stand-up shower. Uh and then you've got the the double sink, silver sinks. The, there are again supplies on the countertop, as if someone had just left. Towels, different um, 
colognes and things. I will do a quick search of the stuff on the counter. See if there's anything of use to me. Or uh, why don't you just roll a search for everyone can roll a search for the entire area. Twenty one. Eight. CJ sleeping? No. I'm just debating if I'm still even looking for things. <laughs> or if Sal's just like giving up. At least it's a is a fair thing to think about. Are you just gonna crawl into the bed? Wait till I can start hearing again. I was actually just going to say again, you realize that you you've been exploring another little while, and the deafness fades away, so Sal can hear again. What I said, Sal can hear again. Bueller. So I think we'll end it with me saying what. <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh, hey, wait, I can hear again. <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to say it was with your search, Vanessa. Yes. You find in one of the armoires... Uh, if I really nice wig. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you find a thick... This robe catches your eye, a thick robe with paisley patterns... Uh, with a clasp for the neck of a, you know, the eye in the top of the pyramid triangle thing. Yeah. Uh, that is the clasp of the neck in silver. And... Nineteen Dickety's lingerie. <laughs> it is a robe of eyes. What the hell is that? I feel like we've seen that before. The DMG. What page? 265 in the print. Oh, ew. If you put it on... But it doesn't look, it doesn't look like... No, the, the, the eyes are actually little paisleys, and as you uh, put it on, they move ew. and open up with the crowd. So gross. <laughs> you, like, scream when you poke it? <laughs> so how would this work with a key? I, it would not work with the key. No, but it, no. I mean, it would be disorienting to have it with a key. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because I, I was looking through your perception, but my perception would be not just looking through that, but it would be seeing everything else simultaneously. I'll put it on. Totally <laughs> gonna put it on. We put it on and clasp it, and the little paisley sort of wake up and roll around and move across the fabric. Sal is still second, and when he sees this, he gets second all over the floor. And we'll leave it right there for this week. Thanks for listening to the LTM Gaming Podcast. You can find us online at ltmgaming.com, on Twitter at ltmgaming, or reach us via email at podcast at ltmgaming.com. We love to hear your thoughts and questions. As always, we do appreciate any five-star ratings you'd like to leave on iTunes. Tune in next week for the next installment of The Crushing Depths.